Welcome to the Michigan Minds Podcast, a quick and informative analysis of today's top issues from University of Michigan faculty. So to kick us off, could you each please introduce yourself and tell us about your roles at the University of Michigan? Yes, absolutely. So I am the professor of military science with the uh, Wolverine Battalion, uh, also the chair of the Army Officer Education Program. So the way that the that the university sees us uh, versus the way that the that the Army sees us, and you know how we interact with the with the space here. And what is your title? I am Lieutenant Colonel Tom Church. So O uh, five in the in the Army. And I am uh, Master Sergeant Thomas Hans. Uh, I'm the Senior Military Science Instructor for the ROTC program here in Michigan. Um, some of my roles uh, include uh, instructing warrior tasks and battle drills, which range from land navigation to map reading to chemical training, first aid, uh, and uh, physical fitness training as well. You know, I oversee all that stuff and make sure that I get taught the right way to our cadets. Uh, we also, we also uh, prepare competitive cadet teams for like events such as Ranger Challenge, uh, Drill Team, Color Guard, uh, so on and so forth. And then also we prepare our cadets for that commissioned officer to non-commissioned officer relationships that they'll experience at the platoon level and higher at Garrison, uh, which Garrison is, uh, you know, our military installation. Fantastic. Thank you. So I want to start off with a really broad question, but I want to make sure that our audience has a you know a really solid understanding and is familiar enough with the topic to move forward in the conversation. So can you tell me what is Army ROTC? So ultimately, the Army ROTC is a place where we train, mentor, and inspire college students to become second lieutenants in the U.S. Army. That is the that is our mission. Uh, we're in over seventeen hundred colleges and universities across the United States. And uh, we are part of the 7th Brigade, which is 38 colleges and universities just in the, tri- uh, the, the uh, four state area. I'm sorry, five states, Michigan, Ohio, Indiana, Kentucky, and Tennessee. The broader look at that, so the expanded purpose of where it is, it, it is an opportunity for us to provide students in exchange for uh, a paid college education uh, as a guaranteed post college job, post-graduation job, and uh, then they commit to serve uh, after that. Um, the I think another interesting point or uh, to describe here is then that once, the, once commissioned as an Army second lieutenant, um, they have an opportunity to go into three different branches of, uh, of the U.S. Army, either active duty, Army National Guard, and then the Army Reserve. Each one of them have different commitments for, for time post-graduation. Post so can you tell us about life as a cadet? What is this experience like for students? So the, the, the life of a cadet, I can speak from experience, but I'll, I'll get to that, I think, later in the, in the interview. So they're like any other student at, uh, at the University of Michigan. This is like any other class at the University of Michigan. You get two hours of class uh, throughout the week with a two-hour lab. It'd be like, we happen to be in the chemistry building, but it's like a chemistry class, right? And um, we've got additional time that's spent uh, one weekend every semester where we go over to Fort Custer 
uh, in, near Battle Creek, and we do uh, three days of training out in a field-type environment, doing all the things that Master Sergeant Hans was describing uh, at the beginning. The, uh, the other opportunities include uh, military semi-formal and formal events, so things like, you know, balls and uh, um, gatherings, formal speaker events, those kind of things that we have here right on campus. Uh, we've got events and clubs. We've got the Color Guard that uh, is, is part of a tri-service, so we're just one part of the ROTC. There's, there's Navy and Air Force here as well, so we call it the tri-service Color Guard. You see them at every football game. You'll see them at basketball games, raising and lowering the flag. Uh, we also have opportunities. At Mass Heart Hans was at a uh, Detroit Tigers game not too long ago, a couple weeks ago. Uh, our Ranger Challenge team is uh, our varsity sport here, and uh, I like to call our cadets and on that team are there are student cadet athletes and. They've got a rigorous training regimen every day they're out, uh, every morning running and, and ruck marching and, and you know, putting up ropes and doing all kinds of training. That's our varsity sport for, uh, for the ROTC. Uh, the, the one unique thing that, uh, that we were discussing before coming in is that this gives op cadets an opportunity to be placed in leadership actions or activities uh, on a consistent basis where other students might not have that opportunity. In the Army, one thing we like to say is sets and reps. Every time you get a chance to be in a leadership role and doing it often and, and more often, that, that prepares you to be more confident and more uh, collected. And, uh, you know, you were doing it in a safe environment here before we have to go and do it for real when, the, when other things are on the line, like your job or, you know, you can imagine the other things. So are there any common misconceptions about Army ROTC that you would like to address or just anything that you want everyone to know about Army ROTC that they might not realize? Yeah, so one of the misconceptions, I guess, would be uh, whenever we're training out at the uh, Nichols Arboretum, uh, we take our dummy, uh, dummy rifles, what we call them, they're just rubber, rubber, they look like real rifles, but they're dummies, you know, they're rubber. Um, so while we're training, you know, we never carry real weapons. We never carry any ammunition, you know, but some people are, you know, they'll make a complaint to someone thinking that we're doing something dangerous out there. But that's that's a common misconception. We're never doing anything dangerous out there. It's just a training environment, and we keep it strictly to training. I think the, the, uh, the other thing that uh, we've discussed is, um, or we discuss with all the cadets when they come in or the, the prospective candidates is the, the multiple job opportunities that come. So we just described the active duty National Guard and reserves. Not Within those, there are several different jobs that, that, uh, that we can do. I myself and an infantry officer. Uh, there's uh, field artillery. You can go aviation. Those are just some of the combat arms uh, or armor branch combat arms. But there's also all kinds of different things, logistics, medical, um, chemical, there's, you know, EOD, they have just a, a plethora of things to do that are uh, opportunities as part of what we said before with that guaranteed uh, job afterward. 
What do you think, you, you, you spoke a little bit about the uniqueness of what students get to, uh, the opportunities that they have when they're a part of Army ROTC, but what do you feel like is one of the most unique experiences that these students have as a part of Army ROTC? The University of Michigan Army ROTC, we've got, uh, we've got some, some awesome support here uh, from the university and from some, uh, some select donors. And we take our seniors on a trip to Normandy. We call that a staff ride. So it's a, it's a commissioning requirement that we take the seniors who are about to become second lieutenants to go and do a battle analysis on something and then uh, not necessarily reenact, but discuss the actions and activities of the leaders that are at each one of those specific points. So you can imagine the largest amphibious operation that happened uh, in the world ever uh, on D-Day, there's a lot of things to talk about. So uh, we're there for about a week, uh, and I mean, it's just a great opportunity, and no other Army ROTC program in the country does that type of movement uh, to train their cadets. It's amazing. It's something we do every year, and you know, so the, the university supported, supported us for, the, for, the fir for four years, uh, there was one gap year where they went to Gettysburg as part of the staff ride because of the, the COVID problem, uh, cross-border issues and going overseas. Uh, and now we've got uh, um, a donor who's going to cover us for the next five, right? And so, you know, one of the things that I think we'll get to later on is is how can people support? And so the Giving Tuesday, Giving Blue Day, like, you know, the folks are out. We might need some help with that. Yeah, definitely. So you've told us a lot about Army ROTC, and now I want to ask you each about your personal journeys to your positions. Could you each share a little bit about how you've gotten to where you are now? So this coming January, I'll, I'll hit 20 years active duty. Um, I joined the Army uh, just a couple weeks before the war started, and I just started in Iraq. You know, the reason I wanted to join the military was because, you know, I'm originally from New York City, and after 9/11, I just felt like I had to do something. And uh, so I, I dropped out of college to join the military in 2003. And uh, since then, I've had, you know, multiple deployments, but I've been placed in leadership positions as the years went by. You know, uh, about three years in, I started my first leadership position. And uh, I've been in positions like platoon sergeant, uh, uh, operations sergeant major, uh, first sergeant. I've done the, actually just before coming here, I've uh, done the first sergeant job for about 48 months or so. And um, my experience is what, they, what the Army will look at to place in certain positions, because I've done the drill sergeant before, so I've been an instructor before, and I've also uh, worked at the drill sergeant academy, uh, where that's where you train individuals to become drill sergeants. Um, and that's a selection process that's pretty vigorous to, get, to go through to get selected for it. Um, and just based off that experience, uh, big Army will look at that and, Strategic, strategically place individuals in certain positions, and that's what led me here today. Thank you. Yeah, so I commissioned from the University of Michigan ROTC program, second lieutenant. From there, went to the infantry and had held lots of different jobs for the last 19 years. So, from second lieutenant as a platoon leader into uh, the company ex ex uh, executive officer position. From there, I uh, was in a uh, ranger instructor position down at the U.S. Army Ranger School in the Florida phase of that. Um, I commanded 
a infantry rifle company uh, out of Fort Knox, Kentucky. Uh, that was my my first command, and then uh, from, from uh, I guess from that job went on to one of the broadening things that is unique. And I was a uh, I worked at the National Ground Intelligence Center, so a little bit of in intelligence support to. Um, uh, to the to the national level intelligence apparatus. Uh, following that, I went down to Fort Hood, Texas, and served with the First Cavalry Division and the Third Cavalry Regiment uh, as a squadron executive officer, uh, and then the regimental operations officer. And then off to Germany, I went for a, a planning job in one of the component commands, so the Special Operations. Uh, uh, Command Europe and was a lead planner for uh, for their plug-in to the overall theater level uh, planning. And as you can tell today, there's a lot of activity in Europe that uh, that uh, I'm happy to be able to provide some service to that. From there, I came back and my first instructor job, well, my second instructor job because I was the ranger instructor. My I was at uh, West Point uh, where I was dual had it as a instructor for cadets for the past year and then the uh, deputy at the Modern War Institute. And uh, so my first uh, way to give back to the, the, to the cadet apparatus there and help instruct and teach the uh, inspire the, the future lieutenants of, of, the, uh, of the Army. And then great opportunity found, found my way back to the University of Michigan. So it's been, it's been quite, the, quite the breadth. And, and I think that is a little bit of, of just a, a short description of, of one way that a second lieutenant or a cadet can find themselves going, right? Another way is, you know, alongside what Master Enhance said, uh, in every position, I mean, like we're sitting here today, there's, there's uh, an officer in OIC and an NCOIC. And that's just how we how we roll in the army, and it's it's something that's also new, unique, I think, to um, being in the army and having always having a partner to 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 help you out, make help you make the right decisions, <laughs> or more informed ones also. Those are both uh, incredible journeys, and with that, I'm curious as to what it is that brought you to the University of Michigan. Do you have any special ties um, to this area or to the university? So I, I do not have any special ties to the university. Uh, in the commission world, they have a they have a different way of uh, for their selection process. They get interviews, and then the enlisted side, we don't get to have interviews. Although the army's trying to do some changes to allow us to have some say in our future. Uh, but like I said, they just vet our our, our our careers and what we've been through, where we've been, and uh, they select us for certain positions. I've never been in Michigan before. Uh, I got the closest I've been here was to New York, <laughs> in New York City. <laughs> so uh, I'm excited to be here. Uh, I love Michigan. Uh, my family loves it. And uh, we're curious to see how much colder it's going to get. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad that you're enjoying it. Um, and Lieutenant Colonel, um, what about, I know you have some ties. I think I've alluded to it a little bit uh, up until this point, but uh, so I'll, I'll kind of go from the beginning to the end. So I was born near Grand Rapids in, in, in Kentwood uh, on the west side of Michigan. Uh, I'm also uh, a member of the Machi Benachiwish Band of Potawatomi Indians, also known as the Gun Lake Tribe. 
Uh, some folks who are from around here probably have heard that name once or twice. Uh, we've got a veterans group that I'm proud to also be a part of. It's the Ogichida, and uh, um, hopefully I'll be able to kind of tie the university to some of you know those veterans activities as well. Uh, and we'll probably talk about some of that in a, in a little bit. Uh, so after high school, I became uh, I came here to the University of Michigan um, in 1999, looking for something to uh, focus my time and effort, and, and you know, be a part of a student group. And then, so I had no aspirations prior to my freshman year of of joining the military. And then found the ROTC. We, we did a a canoe trip, which I'm glad to hear that they're still doing uh, 20 years later or 24 years later. And, uh, uh, you know, sitting around with, you know, some hot dogs and chow and, uh, you know, after a canoe trip, they uh, hooked me into the Ranger Challenge team and did all those activities. So graduated from here in 2003 and then did all the things that we said in the, in, that they talked about in those. Um, while I was sitting over at, uh, at West Point, uh, there's a unique new opportunity that Master Hans was talking about and how the Army is trying to change its talent management process. Within that, and for the officer side, there was a um, changes in the strategic global um, security apparatus, right? So Ukraine kicked off, changed a lot of different things, and uh, the person who was supposed to come no longer was, was coming, which provided a vacancy. The, the former uh, professor of military science was, the, um, was one of my company commanders in, one, in my first unit. And so he knew I was a Michigan grad and called me up and said, hey, Tom, it's open. You want to put your name in? I'll, I'll help and uh, endorse you to come here. So I dropped everything and, and found my first way back to Ann Arbor. <laughs> so it's great to be back. That's incredible. What a great, what a great story. Um, and I, I imagine that it's a really unique perspective also with your Native American heritage and finding all of that. So um, thank you for sharing that. It's really great. So as we uh, approach Veterans Day, could you tell us what the federal observation means to you personally? So uh, personally to me, you know, Veterans Day is a way of recognizing America's sons and daughters, you know, who selflessly decided to raise their right hands and take the oath to protect the, this great country, you know, with the understanding of what, with the understanding of what was at stake in doing so. So, you know, that, that's my take on Veterans Day. I think Veterans Day, to me, it's, it's about recognizing something that is uh, greater than yourself. I, I think that Part of taking that oath and committing to something and being part of a team, an organization or an organization that's geared toward a common goal, uh, you know, it's all about remembrance too. You know, and and not forgetting. Uh, I mean, it's not Memorial Day, but it, it, it is an opportunity to remember. You know, the living service members that we have that uh, are among us. I mean, there's a sizable population of veterans just in you know, Southeast Michigan and on this campus too. So it's, it's, it's just a great opportunity to kind of slow down for a day uh, and uh, think about service to something that's greater than yourself. Thank you. And how can 
our campus community members acknowledge Veterans Day in impactful and respectful ways? The the first thing, and I'll keep this one short, I mean, it's, it's easy. Thank you, veteran. They're walking around everywhere and, uh, you know, there's easy ways anonymously, you know, look for the hat or the uniform or something that veterans, you know, are proud of their service. So uh, if they're in line, you know, buy their coffee. You know, if they're sitting down at a table, you know, walk up and say thanks or, you know, pay for their meal. I think, uh, I think that goes a long way. And how does the Army ROTC observe Veterans Day? Our specific event, which I'd invite anybody to come down to at uh, 8 o'clock in the morning on Veterans Day, the Tri-Service Color Guards from all three services will be out on the Diag and uh, we'll do the, the flag raising. So we'll, we'll conduct a ceremony for the raising. And then at the end of, end of the day towards, uh, towards sunset, I think it's 1800. So uh, 6 p.m. For, uh, for everyone else, right? So zero, uh, so 8 a.m. And, and 6 p.m. we'll do a flag raising. So how can more people learn about the Army ROTC? So the, this is a great opportunity and, and just want to first say, uh, now say thanks to M-Social for, for helping us out. We have, uh, we have a, campaign here within the Army ROTC that we, we want to get our word out and, and be able to tell people who we are and what we do. We, uh, we have a Twitter, uh, at Army ROTC UMich. We've got LinkedIn, University of Michigan ROTC. That one is a bit under construction. We're starting that one off now. Facebook is also under construction. Uh, we also then have Instagram and it's at umish underscore A-R-O-T-C uh, and then also our website uh, army.rotc.umich.edu those are just the online ways and the the other spaces would be you know look for us out uh, every Thursday down at the ARP you can come and see what we do it's a public space and you can see us it's every every Thursday we're uh, just about every Thursday we're down there at uh, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, and then every morning, you'll see us at some place on this campus between uh, 6 and 7.30 doing uh, physical training. A lot of times we're down at Ferry Field. Other times we'll be right on the Diag uh, or running around campus somewhere. So Another way would be, you know, we walk around this campus, you know, to and from our vehicles. And then uh, a lot of students see us and kind of avoid walking towards us for some reason, you know, but... We're very approachable, you know, if any, any, anyone has a question, they can always, if they see us in uniform, they can ask the question and we'll be more than happy to, to answer any questions they might have. The, the last one, I think I said it earlier, but uh, we are located in the chemistry building. So right off of Fletcher Road, right where it comes to a T at North University, that's our main door. You go in the door, come around to the right, you know, hit a button hook towards the door. And that's where all the ROTC units are, Army, then the Air Force and Navy, right in that, that hallway. So, you know, come down and see us. So um, everyone who comes on Michigan Minds, each expert, um, anyone who's generous enough to give us their time, I like to ask them this question. Uh, it's one of our staple questions. What is a takeaway that you hope everyone listening and taking in the information that you're sharing today What's a takeaway you hope that they have from everything you've shared? 
So uh, the, the, the one thing I would like to say that our cadets, our student cadet athletes, right, are, uh, they're just like you at the University of Michigan. Uh, they drive to be the leaders and best while preparing to serve our country as officers in the Army. I think that sums it up as what we want to get across to the community. And then do you want to share any other information or upcoming events for the Army ROTC? Yeah, so uh, some upcoming events. You can look for us uh, during Giving Tuesday to support the, the ROTC before Thanksgiving. And uh, every year, you know, every mostly every military unit has this uh, turkey bowl competition. You know? So we have one coming up with, uh, with Eastern Michigan. Uh, so we're currently in the process of doing some coordinating on what we're going to play at, where, what field we're going to use. And then uh, look for us uh, during uh, Giving Blue Day uh, to support the ROTC in the spring as well. And then, uh, you know, we're at the, with the Tri-Service Color Guard that we've talked about several times. You know, we, they're at the football games, they're at the basketball games. Uh, we're, we're not, we just started doing some professional games. So, like, I, we, I was recently at the Tigers game. We're coordinating uh, to play at the, to go to the uh, hockey games as well. So we have our, our Marine counterpart who works with the Navy ROTC, and his, he's doing all the coordinating for that stuff. Fantastic. Well, thank you both so much for your time. Thank you for your service. We greatly appreciate you giving us uh, the opportunity to learn more from you and share this information with our audience. Leaders in Basco Blue. Appreciate the support. Thank you for listening to the Michigan Minds Podcast, a production of the University of Michigan. Join the conversation on social media with hashtag UMichImpact.